Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We are on day three of our week talking spiritual awakening. We got it started on Monday exploring suppressed emotions. Yesterday, we had a brief conversation about meditation, and today we're talking shadow work. Today's conversation is a bit of an amalgamation of others we've had in the past, because while we've not explored the concept of shadow work, we've explored similar theories at length. In fact, it touches a bit on Monday's conversation on suppressed emotions. In order to understand shadow work, we have to understand what our shadow selves are. And it really is exactly what it sounds. On one hand, we have the aspects of ourselves that we're proud of, the us. We present and embrace the emotions we're comfortable sharing, like happiness, support, enthusiasm. And on the other hand, we have our shadow selves. It's a side of ourselves that we shun, the things we'd rather people never see. It's what some would call the darkness in us. If you've been with us for a while, you might already be noticing the similarities between the shadow self and what Eckhart Tolle calls the pain body. You may recall it's the accumulation of all our perceived upsets, our failures, our disappointments, and so on. Where our shadow selves are all those negative thoughts and feelings, the pain body would be the voice speaking them in our minds. The pain body would be the root of the problem. So again, according to Eckhart Tolle, all our suffering becomes its own identity. We end up with this pain body who has all sorts of judgments about us and the world around us. Judgments which may not necessarily be rooted in truth, more our feelings as a result of our own lived experience. And our shadow selves would be those thoughts and feelings the pain body is expressing. Where Eckhart Tolle tells us to slay the beast by expressing gratitude, shadow work tells us to engage with the thoughts and emotions in order to properly flush them out. And this is where Monday's conversation comes into play. Really learning how to interact with the emotions, feelings, thoughts, or aspects of ourselves that we'd prefer other people never see or hear. The bottom line is, Simply pushing them to the side does not work on any level in any case. The harder we work to hide, shun, set aside, or push down, the bigger, louder, and more intense those things become. Now, one thing to make clear here, we need not necessarily communicate these shadow aspects. Our primary goal is to understand them and make peace with them. Part of that is doing the work of sorting out where they're coming from. If it's that pain body talking, shadow work suggests we begin to do the work of sorting out why it's there. Remember, another word for the pain body is the trauma brain. Our trauma brain and our pain body are technically there to protect us. No matter what they're saying, no matter what they're pointing out, no matter how critical, no matter who it's about or when, it's all in an effort to identify potential threats. Exactly. So... We start to recognize these key shadow aspects. Are we hypervigilant? Are we critical of ourselves or other people? Are we often angry or sad or despondent? 
Are we disengaged from the world? Are we afraid to tell people how we feel? Are we hiding truths about ourselves from the people that we love? Then, as we begin to recognize these traits within ourselves that we mask or hide, we identify them as our shadow traits. There is absolutely no shame. There is nothing inside of us that isn't also in others. We're never alone in the way we're thinking, feeling, or believing. But once we brought these shadow aspects into the light of our own minds, we give them proper consideration. We see if we can identify the first time in our life we felt this way. We see if we can identify times when these feelings were at their peak. We see if we can recall times when we weren't feeling this way. Maybe we can remember where we learned it, whether in one instance or over time. Or maybe we can sort out what this feeling or behavior is a response to. The goal is getting to the root of it, purely so that we can understand it better. It's difficult to be specific here because there's so much nuance and possibility. But let's say you're hypercritical of yourself. You might begin noticing this shadow aspect. From there, you might think back on moments you were particularly critical of yourself or when you weren't critical at all. That might lead you to explore those times when you weren't critical. Why did it start? Did someone specific say something to you? Were you often criticized? People who were criticized often when they were young tend to engage in self-criticism both consciously and subconsciously as a means of preparing themselves for the same types of criticism from external forces in order to lessen the blow, so to speak. From there, we can begin to do the work of unwinding these learned behaviors by bringing focus to why they're there when they do present themselves. We've simply gotten to know them better they're no longer ominous or mysterious or scary. They're just aspects of our trauma, things we're working through. And when we know the root cause, it's much easier to say, oh, there that is again, I know why that's there. Right, we recognize that old subconscious habit, that shadow aspect, and we bring awareness to our present self, the person we are now. Each and every time we recognize those shadow aspects, those habitual responses, and we turn to a new thought or belief instead, we're building new neural pathways. We're making the positive thought our preferred means of thinking. The big difference here between the suppression of emotion and the regulation of emotion Fearing the shadow or engaging in shadow work is spending the time to understand and acknowledge their existence rather than attempting to ignore or squash them altogether. Remember, if you'd like to continue the conversation, feel free to reach out through Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Come back again tomorrow for day four of our week on spiritual awakening. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom FM app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash goodrisings and ask questions to hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.